Welcome to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's encouraging message. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. Great. All right. Yes, I do have a message. It's, it's only a few hours, so don't worry. You'll, you'll be out of here in time for supper. Up on the screen, there's my first slide on its way. There it is. Come as you are. Thank you. That's the message that we need to share with the world. Come as you are. Jesse, if you could take us to the next slide. There's good old Romans 10.13. I'm sure you all have that memorized. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is there something that we have to do first before we do that? I hear a lot of no's. That's correct. That is the right answer. Shout it from the rooftop. No, there's nothing else you need to do. Hallelujah. You can just call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Next slide. There's an old hymn. I'd never heard of it, but my mom, she's 88, she told me about this. They used to sing it when she was young in her church. Come, you sinners, poor and needy. And it has this one line in it. It goes like this. If you tarry till you're better, you will never come at all. And that's talking about getting saved. You see, a lot of people have somehow gotten it into their heads that I can't just come as I am. I've got to do something else first. I've got to deal with this first. There's something in my life that's so bad that I can't possibly come to Jesus today. But the Bible says, now is the day of salvation. If you tarry till you're better, you will never come at all. And so guess what? There's a lot of people out there who are not coming to Jesus because somehow they got it into their head that they're not ready. And unfortunately, part of the reason for that is bad preaching. I turn on the Christian radio station, and I'll hear some wonderful uh, theologian with 47 degrees in theology that has a nationally broadcast uh, radio program that's been going on for decades, and you listen to this person and you know, man, that guy knows everything. And yet, they just tweak the gospel message just a little bit. Now, suppose I made a giant pan of brownies for all of us today. And, uh, you know, rich and wonderful and chewy chocolate. But I just put in one tiny speck of dog poop. Um, you'd still eat it, wouldn't you? You wouldn't hesitate. You see, there's a lot of people hesitating to receive the Lord. 
because somebody put a little dog poop on the gospel. It's everywhere. You turn on Christian television, turn on the radio, read a Christian book, go to a conference, there's someone who has achieved some level of arrogance where they think that they can change the gospel message to suit whatever they think is right. Yes, it's even here. We've had guest speakers come into this church, hold this microphone, stand in front of you, and tell you, no, if you're doing that particular sin, which is my personal pet peeve, then I don't care what Romans 10, 13 says, you're still going to hell anyway. Why do we put up with that? We've had people come in here and try to tell us that unless you have achieved some wonderful level of great intimacy with God, you're going to hell. We've had people come in here and tell us that unless you have achieved some wonderful, great understanding mindset like our guest speaker has about the kingdom of God, then you're going to hell. There's no salvation for you. I could go on and on. Have you been paying attention to what people say? Do you listen to any preacher and just go along with it? It's dog poop on the gospel. The message to the lost needs to be, come as you are. I just, I cannot believe the arrogance that preachers have. I guess they just, you know, Paul said, knowledge puffs up. The simple, simple truth of the gospel is all wrapped up in Romans 10, 13. There are many other scriptures that are just like it. They're just as good. But I like that particular one because it's a very straightforward how to get saved scripture. So, let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 17 through 31. It will be on your screen. This is out of the New Living Translation. This is, of course, Paul writing a letter to the church in Ephesus. Apparently, he preached the gospel, pure and simple, to lost people. And they responded to it and got saved. And now they've, they're, it's like a zoo. <laughs> because they, they, they're just like, they're living like crazy people. Anyway, first he says, with the Lord's authority, I say this. Right? So now he's saying Look, folks, I'm setting you up for something straight from the mouth of God. This is not Apostle Paul opinion. This is what God says. Okay, so here he starts. And everything on this first slide has to do with lost people first. So listen for the words, they and them. Because he's talking about them, lost people. He says, live no longer as Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life of God that gives, because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. So that's them, okay? In other words, sinners sin, duh. 
All right, next, on the next slide, he turns his attention to the church. And as he goes through this and kind of gives them a hard time about some behaviors, you might be wondering, are those people even saved? Man, do saved people really act like that? Surely he's not talking to saved people, is he? Well, the answer is yes, he is, and you'll see. So now listen for words like you and us and our and we, especially the word you. You'll hear that one a lot. But that isn't what you learned about Christ since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him through off your old sin nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly and righteous and holy. All right? So the you is being addressed to somebody who has a new nature that is truly righteous and holy. I don't think he's talking to lost people, is he? Talking to saved people. But he's telling them they need to throw off their old sin nature and their former way of life. Why would he tell them that? Well, I guess they need to do it still. Next slide. Oh, this is pretty good. Verse 25, so stop telling lies. That's a good, good thing to do, huh? Stop telling lies. He's telling saved people to stop lying. You guys need to stop lying. Knock it off. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. So Paul is saying, I'm a part of the body of Christ, and you liars are part of the body of Christ. We're all part of the body of Christ together, but the ones of you who are lying need to knock it off. He's not saying you guys need to get saved. He's not saying you're, you're going to go to hell because you're still lying. Is he? He just says stop lying because we're all part of the same body, the body of Christ. If people were running around in our church, notorious liars, oh, don't even listen to anything that guy says. Everything he says is a liar. Does that mean that they're lost? No, it, they might be lost. But you're not going to say, well, you're going to go to hell because you're lying. But how, how much do we hear that? Well, you're still doing that, so you're going to hell. He goes on in verse 26. He says, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Control. He's saying there are people in the church who give themselves over to anger to the point where it controls them. You ever operate like some kind of like a remote control car or maybe one of those little drone things fly it around a parking lot, right? And you just sit there and you just tweak that little joystick and it goes wherever you want. When a person's given over to anger, anger has is, is got the joystick now, and it's, it's whipping you around the parking lot. And Paul is saying, there are people right here in our church who are blood-bought, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, saved to the uttermost, but man, look at the way anger is controlling them. You guys need to get it under control. He's not saying you guys are lost, is he? You know, if there's hope for people like that to be saved, maybe there's hope for the rest of us. Amen? 
We ought to be having a party over that. All right. Verse 28 in the next slide. If you are a thief, quit stealing. You know, some people are firefighters and police officers and people are teachers and some people are thieves. You know what thieves do? They steal things a lot. They don't just accidentally steal something once in a while. If you're a thief, man, you are good at it. And he's telling these blood-bought, born-again, filled with the Holy Ghost Christian believers, you need to knock it off with stealing. Jennifer and I know a lady that got out of prison years ago that she was addicted to stealing. It was like alcohol or drugs, but it was stealing. It was just the thrill of stealing. When she got out of prison, man, she'd be down at the department store walking out with stuff, and sometimes she'd bring it up to the customer service desk. Oh, I, f I need to return these items, but I don't have my receipt. And they'd give her money for it. But she loved Jesus. She loved the Word of God. You might say, well, maybe she's not saved. Well, maybe she's not. But maybe she is. According to this, is it possible that she's saved? Yeah. Instead, use your hands for good hard work. Give generously to others in need. And don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. If we had somebody running around the church dropping the F-bomb on everybody's head, would we automatically say they are definitely on their way to hell? No, they might be. But somebody who doesn't drop the F-bomb might be on their way to hell too, right? Whether you're going to heaven or hell just depends on did you call on Jesus or not. Amen? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come as you are. Verse 30 in the next slide. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. That's good advice. Can the Holy Spirit be grieved by the way Christian believers live their lives? Yeah. Remember, he has identified you. There's the you again. That's all over the place. As his own. You see, when you call on the name of the Lord, you become his. Amen? Your ownership changes from devil to Jesus. Got it? That's, that's good news. Amen? That's what redeem means. It means you have been returned to your original owner. And so he now identifies you as his own, and because of that, he says he's guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So, so Paul's kind of, you know, giving the church a hard time, saying, man, you guys need to stop stealing, you need to stop cussing, you need to stop lying, you need to stop doing all this, but let me encourage you, yes, you still belong to Jesus, and you're, you're guaranteed salvation. Amen? So are there any pet peeve sins that are so bad that a person can't possibly be saved if they're still doing that? The next slide goes just, I've got a couple more little verses there. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Man, that church must be a total zoo. Can you imagine what Paul was having to put up with? All types of evil behavior. Man. 
What'd you think about that, Sam? You thought you had it rough. Putting up with all of us. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Right? Don't, he didn't say you need to clean up your act so God can forgive you. He says it's already done. You called on the name of Jesus, and you are as saved as you can get. You can't get any more saved. Amen? So our message to the lost needs to be what? Come. That's right. Now, I would like for Carolyn to come up and briefly share about the day that she got saved. If I said, Carolyn, can you please share your testimony? Man, you better sack, pack a sack lunch because we're going to be here a long time. But just the day that you got saved, describe to us the events that happened that day and how it turned out. For two years, importance about prayer. Um, my daughter came, tricked me into going to church. I had no interest. I was a drug addict. <laughs> I w was doing drugs that weekend, Saturday night. I was getting high. Sunday morning, I got tricked into going to church. I went to church. I was an atheist, remember. I had never prayed. I had never done anything, had nothing to do with God, didn't know who he was. Went to church, and they asked me, if I wanted to get saved. And I'm like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding. <laughs> and no, I had no idea what it was. And I asked him, I said, what do I have to do to get it? Because this woman had barred the door, uh, cornered me in the bathroom, <laughs> and wasn't gonna let me out. <laughs> and so I finally said, what are you gonna do? You know, what do I have to do to do this? Well, just go out to the pastor and tell him you want to get saved. So I step out of the bathroom. I was at the back of the church, and all eyes were on me. And I said, man, these people are crazy. I am never coming back here. I'm going to do whatever it is they want me to do, but I am never stepping foot back in this church. <laughs> and I went up there, and I said, and he said, great, get down on your knees and pray. And I'm, like, too embarrassed to tell him I didn't even know what praying was. So he started praying. I started repeating after him, and I stood up, and I felt better. Well, they all started hugging me, and I said, man, I'm, I'm not coming back here. I said, these people are a bunch of nuts. So on my way out, my pastor told me, he says, thank God for coming into your heart. And I thought, right. So, you know, then my daughter says she's going with the people that have been praying for me for two years. And I get in my car and I said, why not? I said, thank you, Lord, for coming into my heart. <laughs> A flood came over me. I had no understanding. I didn't know that God was even real. And when I think about it, and the grace and the mercy that he had on me, who was a drug addict, he saved me and set me free. But I went home, and my husband said, I told him, I said, I got saved. I went home, and he said, I have a hit a crack on the bathroom sink. And I went straight back there and got high. And I got high for six months until he delivered me. Going to church, getting high for six months before he delivered me. And now it's been 16 years. 
and I never did touch it again. <laughs> so if there's somebody in our church that's, you know, they're smoking crack or whatever, are we going to say you need to get saved or are we going to say, what can I do to help you? There's another old hymn you may have heard of called Just As I Am. Can we get to that? There we are. All right. Just As I Am. I'm sure most of you have heard this. Billy Graham played this, I think, at pretty much all of his crusades. In fact, at the crusade where Billy Graham got saved, they played this song in 1934. And I want to go through the lyrics with you real quick. Because this song really does an amazing job of describing what's going on on the inside of someone who's lost. They just heard the pure, simple message of the gospel, and they're thinking about responding to that. Just as I am, without one plea, that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou biddest me to come, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. You know, without one plea, that's like, Jesus, I'm coming to you. I don't deserve to come to you. I got nothing in my hands but sin. But you shed your blood for me, and you're calling my name. And you're saying, come on, come on, come to me now. So I'm going to come. Next, says, just as I am, and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot, to these whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. And there's, there's a lot of people out there who are waiting to rid their soul of one dark blot. They think, I can't come to Jesus with this. I have to somehow deal with this on my own first. But the person in this song is saying, hey, if I come to Jesus, he's going to get rid of all my dark blots. Amen? Just as I am, though tossed about with many a conflict, many a doubt, Fightings within and fears without. O oh, Lamb of God, I come. I come. And you know, I give a lot of altar calls. And uh, like when we were at the prison in, back in December, we had 157 ladies in there. And um, I gave an altar call. And of course, there's always those first few moments. You know, everybody's still sitting there looking around like, well, I don't know if, if I should respond or, or not. And... And finally, one person will come up, and then maybe a couple more, and then three or four, and then five or six more. And uh, we had 19 at the altar. I like to sometimes use music, just like Billy Graham. I don't always use music, but music gives people a few extra minutes to respond. And so they, sometimes they trickle up to the altar while the music's playing. And then after the music stops, I may say a few more words. And then a few more people might come up. But then I say, let's all stand up together and let's all pray this out loud together. And if you just 
were too terrified to get out of your seat and come to the front, then I still want you to let me know that you received the Lord tonight. So write these two words on your little card that I give them, saved tonight. So we had 19 at the altar and another 19 at their seat getting saved. There's that many that were afraid to come to the front. But they got just as saved as the ones at the front. Just as I am tossed about with many a conflict, many a doubt, fightings within and fears without, I see that all the time. That struggle, that, that valley of decision. Am I worthy to be saved? Is it okay for me to get saved? Will he receive me if I come to him? Am I just wasting my time? And when people have heard a messed up gospel their whole life, you better straighten up or you're going to hell. If that's their message of the gospel that they've heard their whole life, it makes it real hard for them to suddenly say, oh, I can be saved. So it's the church that needs to repent. Amen? For messing with the gospel. Just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, wilt pardon, cleanse, relieve, because thy promise, I believe. What's the promise? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come as you are. That's the promise. Just as I am, thy love unknown hath broken every barrier down. That realization, wow, God loves me even though I'm a sinner. He died for me even though I'm a sinner. How could he love someone like me? And that that devastating love has broken down all my barriers, and so I'm going to come running to him, just like I am. Now, to be thine, yea, thine alone, a lamb of God, I come, I come. Of course, that word thine, again, talks about ownership. When you're redeemed, we are his, amen? And so we come to him to be his. And I'll leave you with one last scripture verse on the next slide. This is John chapter 6, verse 37. Jesus says, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. There's no one that Jesus is going to refuse. No matter what they're doing if, if they're so lost, submerged in sin, drowning in a sea of sin, and I have no way to know how, how I could ever quit doing any of it, Jesus says, come to me now and receive eternal life now. So you can be part of Paul's crazy church that's like a zoo with all your problems and issues and hang-ups and baggage and all your bitterness and hatred and anger and all your lying and stealing, just come. Just come. There's, there's an international uh, thing that Jesus is doing right now, amnesty for all sinners to come into heaven. Come on in. Come on in. Just come as you are. We're not going to check your credentials. We're not going to see how good you are. We're just going to take you if you'll just be crazy enough to say yes. 
Do you believe it? Well, I want to be faithful to give an, an, an invitation to receive Christ. And so if you would just, just bow your heads and close your eyes right now. And, you know, I don't expect any lost people in here right now, but if there's just one, I want to go ahead and, and give that opportunity. So just, just make this your prayer. If you know, man, I've never just called on the name of the Lord. I don't care if you're seven years old or 70 years old. If you've never called on the name of the Lord, let this be your prayer. Jesus, I come to you now. You don't have to repeat after me. <laughs> just let this be your prayer. Jesus, I come to you now, and I believe your promise that everyone who comes, calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Jesus, I thank you that you shed your blood and died for me, and that you love me personally that much that you would do that just for me, like I'm the only one. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me so much. Thank you, Jesus, for your invitation. And Jesus, right now in my heart, I'm saying yes. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come into my heart and come into my life. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I don't know how, but I say yes to surrender. I say yes to repentance even though I don't know how to quit doing the things that I do. But I say, yes, Jesus. Jesus, I don't, maybe I don't even know your word, but I say yes to learning your word. I say yes to being whatever a Christian needs to be, but I have no idea how I'm going to get there. But Jesus, I'm just saying yes to you right now and receiving eternal life from you. Jesus, wash me in your blood right now and take all of my sins away. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life right now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. Change my eternal destination from hell to heaven right now. Thank you, Jesus. You have now saved me. Amen. 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 And if, if anybody prayed that prayer, and you know, let Sam know or let me know or whoever. and Let somebody know. You ought to tell everybody. Amen. What, what a great testimony if you've been in church for like 40 years and you could come up next Sunday and say, you know what? I've been in church for 40 years, but I got saved. And maybe if you've been in church for 40 years and you still need to get saved, you can do it too. Amen? So don't be ashamed of that, but shout it from the rooftops. Amen? Yeah. All right. Now, I have one more prayer. This is a prayer of repentance. Because we want to deal with this this thing where the church has been propagating fiddled with gospel. I call it desecrated. Let's take personal ownership of that and repent of it because that'll break the power of it. Amen? And let's, let's pray also for this church body as well and then for, for the church worldwide. Amen? So just, I'll just pray it, and, and you can amen it, okay? Jesus, we repent and we take personal ownership of the gospel that has been tampered with. Jesus, we repent and we are not in agreement 
with a tampered with gospel. We're in agreement with a simple and pure gospel. Jesus, we pray, Lord, that you would cleanse each one of us of the defilement that we have put on the gospel message. And we got, God, we pray for this church body and even this church building where a defiled gospel has been preached by some people over the years. We ask you to cleanse this church body and cleanse this building. And we close the door to the devil right now. And we declare a defiled gospel will never be preached in this house again. And Jesus, we ask now, Lord, on behalf of your whole body worldwide, every Christian believer on the face of this earth, God, that you would begin a movement in the church to wake up to the simplicity of what salvation actually is and how simple it is to simply receive you and receive eternal life. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.